Oh, this is great. JD, um, get ready because you're going to have to do some extra work on this podcast. Sorry. This is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm in the studio with Corey and James and... We have, uh, I, don't, I don't know what we have lined up for you today, but it's something interesting. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, so listen, our question, our question that we're starting with today, I want to know what is the commercial, whether TV, radio, whatever it might be, what is the commercial as a kid that you still remember today? What is the commercial that you heard as a kid that you still remember today? I think I can still sing the jingle for JD by Ryder. JD, JD by Ryder. <laughs> yes, that one. Exactly. Exactly. I I don't I'm gonna be sure with you. I don't even know what JD by Ryder is. What is it? Is it I don't tractors? Nah, is isn't it uh, uh isn't it cars? I don't know, but is I still like know the jingle. To, like a used car lot or something? I, I still know. know the jingle. I don't know. I don't know I mean, either. I'm a fatty, so uh, the McDonald's. Bop, I was, bop, bop, I was, bop, bop. I'm loving it. I was literally going to ask, can, it, can somebody sing the Big Mac song? There was a song for a Big Mac. Yeah, come on, y'all know what I'm I, talking about. Oh, what was it? What? It was like it was like on a sesame seed bun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know that. Oh man. I remember I remember the Family Guy spoof on fast food when they took that Christmas song and redid it and he's like ding fuzzer dun ding fuzzer. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's a jingle. I don't know. I don't know the Big Mac song. Yeah. I I don't either. I just assumed that somebody would. All right. So James has got McDonald's. What's yours? What ad? What ad as a kid can you still sing? I don't know. Um, I don't know. You didn't give me enough time to think about this. I, uh, cause I feel like all the, I just, I just remember like ads for, yeah, I don't know. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta think for a second. Well, we all know you can do Walker, Texas Ranger still. Yeah. Is that the same or has that changed? Is that Walker, still- Texas Ranger? Well, it's yeah. not still on. Wait, I thought they did a remake of it. Yeah, that don't count. not with Chuck Norris. Oh well, yeah, yeah, so that doesn't count. Yeah. yeah, I mean the theme song is still. There's only the Eyes of the Ranger. Yeah, the unsuspecting stranger. <laughs> Better know the truth. <laughs> right. right. Cause the eyes <laughs> of a ranger are upon you. Oh, no. <laughs> you gotta, you know, every once in a while, just gotta, just gotta slip it in there. Oh yes. no. Um, oh no. All right, well, you think on that I will and let us know in 10 minutes. But the reason the reason we asked that question today is uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why, um, in the last couple weeks, anybody that I have run into that uh, listens to this podcast has asked us how we pay for this podcast and if we're going to do ads. And um, I'll just tell you all now, 
We pay Call JG Wentworth. 877 Cash Now. 877 Cash Now. 877 Cash Now. All right, so Corey remembered his ad. No, um, JD Wentworth does not sponsor this podcast, um, nor does anybody, because we actually just pay for this ourselves. We lose money um, every time we record an episode. Yeah, because we pay for this ourselves, and we literally broke just broke. We literally we just do it. it because we like to. Um, we have no ads. Uh, we pay JD ourselves to mix this. Jonathan, uh, maybe maybe Token should pay yeah. us. No, I was gonna say, but don't but don't get it twisted because JD is our friend, but he does charge us. <laughs> He, he does, does not give us. us. He, maybe he gives us a friends and family discount. Uh-oh, oh, sure wait a second. Wait a I'm second, sure Jonathan. Get the music queued up for the very first ad here. <laughs> is he on a boat? Is he on a mountain? Is he on a canoe? Is he is he on a mountain? One thing we do know is that his long luscious hair is as long as the trip that he's been on. Oh, everyone, give money to Token. Token. Token for all of your. Branding needs. Oh my gosh. Token. Let me be super clear. Step for our up your brand. This is still token. not an ad. With token. No, we're just trying to get a free episode out of JD right um, now. No, we pay for this ourselves. We don't do any ads. We don't do anything like that. Um, because, uh, to be honest, we don't want to be told what to say or what we can say or can't say. And, um, and also, like when it comes to ads, you know, you got to love that product. you got to stand behind it. And we love a lot of things. I was going to say, listen, I'll talk passionately about a product. I just don't want you to tell me what to say about the product. Exactly. <laughs> like, so if you want to pay me to talk about your stuff and I actually love your stuff, bro, I got you. I got you on that. I'll sell some folks. I'll sell some folks. What's like the product that you would like be so passionate about selling? Like if, if somebody was like, was like, dude, I need you to do a spot for like, yeah. What's the thing that you're like, oh my gosh, just, just, just turn on the mic and let me go. Uh, I they don't... all start with S's. Shoes, sandwiches, <laughs> sushi. <laughs> sushi. Uh... Who's sushi? Who's sushi you peddling? I mean, I get down with lots of folks' sushis. I mean, A1 a on a Monday, that half off. Uh, Jasmine's dope. Uh, cilantro, if I'm at home in the, in the Akron, I'm, I'm going to cilantro. Mm. But, but lots of folks' sushi. But I'm not bougie. I'll go to Giant Eagle on a Wednesday yeah. and get it for, you know, get it for uh, four bucks. Man, Sam's Club. Sam's Club will get you right as well. Man, I'm with, Smooth- you, on this, I'm with you on the sandwiches, bro. Smoothies. Like- Slushies. Oh, I love some of these. Bro, if if if, Ms., if Mr. Zubs hit us up and they were like, "Want you to do a spot for these sandwiches?" I'd be like, "Listen, let me tell you about the let me tell you about the Rocky Balboa. Let me tell you let me tell you about the King Louie. Let me tell like are you, are you guys are you guys trying to get sponsors right now? I don't know. Times are hard. <laughs> Times are rough. Inflation's tough, you know. It might, it might be. I'll tell, I'll tell you this though. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. Like, so the, so the intention for, um, for sponsorship is people like paying something to try to like elicit more, you know, more business, you know, try to try to make more money. That's that's the intent of why you would do ads, sponsorships, whatever. But some of the greatest 
fundraising techniques I've ever seen and ever been a part of have happened within the confines of the church. I have seen some impassioned speeches move a lot of people to give a lot of money. And that is both impressive and I think raises the question that we're actually supposed to be talking about today, Mm -hmm. which is, is this all you're after? Is this what we're on? Is the church just a ploy to invoke the name of a religious figure observed for thousands of years in order to get you out your checkbooks, bring that cash out them pockets, and pad some of our wallets? Yo, I, I mean, I'll never forget. I, uh, it was a Saturday evening, and... Most of the things I did when I was at Malone in college were motivated by either food or girls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This was motivated by both. (laughs) The double whammy. So I found myself sitting in the seats of a uh, local large church near uh, the college that we attended. And it was a Saturday night. And I mean, I'm not going to say any names. I'm just going to say that night I was inspired I was freaking inspired. It would be one of two times that I was deeply inspired oh by this God. individual. Oh my God. But I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the, the sanctuary of this church and this guy comes on stage and he starts talking about compassion international. And, oh yeah. And he's like, he starts off in his voice. It's like this. And he starts talking about one kid and he starts talking about the impact on one kid and one kid's ability to change the whole world Mm -hmm. and then he says one dollar from one person sitting in one seat and his voice started to rise Mm -hmm. and just the impact of the communication and he said what i want everyone to do brilliant and i didn't know that you were supposed to bring coins to that service So he says, he says, he says, everyone take out your coins, take out your coins. And we are going to, as one church, impact one movement full of that one kid. Mm. The hundreds and hundreds of people Mm -hmm. got up and started dropping coins into that Mm -hmm. bucket Mm-hmm. And then they came back on stage and announced at the end of service how much money they had raised Wild. in that moment. It, it had some people had to drop some checks in there. It couldn't yeah, have just been sure. they, quarters and dimes yeah. and nickels. It There's had a to, couple, but paper doesn't make the sound. Yeah, so paper don't nice. make the sound. Yeah, but goodness, but goodness gracious, that I mean, that was CEO level fundraising. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And that stuff, that stuff, honestly, like from an out, like just speaking objectively, right? Because I don't mean to like ridicule that stuff. Like, I mean, frick, I've been a part of that stuff. Oh yeah. Right? Like, yeah. so like, I'm My not, job rid- was I, fundraising yeah, like, I, like I'm not, I'm not ridiculing to be clear, like, or making light of like, but speaking objectively, that stuff can look crazy to, to, to some outsiders. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff can look crazy. If like, you don't know what, what's a part of this. And if we're going to be honest, honest, that stuff has been abused. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like that stuff has absolutely been abused. Like emotional pitches to give tons of money that ultimately is just going to pad somebody else's pocket. It's it, it's been done. I also just want to be super clear um, and say that like when Corey says that, we're not talking specifically about Compassion International, like the example that James gave. Corey and I sponsor kids oh, yeah, through no, Compassion. No, no. Oh, like, Compassion's fine. Yeah, Love like, Compassion. We, we sponsor kids. We've been to like multiple countries to meet the kids that we yep. sponsor. Like Compassion yep. is an amazing organization. And like Wes Stafford, who was the president there for a long time, like I, I got to meet him before. And that man is, oh my gosh, like... I think the world of Absolutely. him. Like, Absolutely. So I just want to be super, super clear. Yeah. No, that's good. That's that. good. This is that. This yeah. is where I get myself in trouble, right? Because yeah. I don't think about... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even thinking about compassion. Like, I know, love I know yeah. you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I love know them. you weren't, yeah. Um, you know, but it gets... But it, but it. you know, in, in, in the hands of the wrong folks, like, that stuff, that kind of stuff, like, can, can get abused. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what that has caused in me, because I've, because I've witnessed it firsthand, um, it's... It's caused me to be in a spot where for a long time, not only as a church planner, but just like just like as as a person, as a participant in the body of Christ and all this kind of stuff, it caused me to be hesitant to not only to not only give money, but to but to be a part of any asking for money. Like it took me forever. Like and yeah, it took me forever to come to a point of like healthy theology on what like tithing and giving and all that kind of stuff actually actually is and what's even more insane about that is that i was i was like hesitant towards that thing as i was a part of like community organizations that were doing dope things operating entirely off of donations so like i'm a part of things that had need but i was so scared off and turned off by abuse of like those situations and the objectivity of like what it looks like that I like was paralyzed to participate in any way. And now here I am, you know, years later in the funny position of like, well now, now I'm on the other side of it where like, we're a part of some really, really dope things. Like God is doing big, beautiful things in our city and in Akron where you're at. And in order to do that, we have to trust and believe that all money is God's money, that it's that he's got it tucked away in all kinds of places. And we are reliant on people's response to the movement of God to come and bring said money to continue to make possible all the things that we're watching uh, unfold. But I can't possibly be the only one right like like you guys you guys what what has been your guys's uh experience and participation in that stuff i mean coming from a really small church like my whole experience growing up no one ever talked about money mm-hmm. yeah. it was just offering came and like because our church was so small and it was historic in our neighborhood so my guess is that it had been paid off for a very long time Mm. uh yeah no one was like a paid staff member of the church so Mm. i guess i just never thought about like where the money went when i went to college and i worked at a large church just the the idea that we had to hit a number every week in order for everything to go was incredibly foreign 
I won't say good or bad, just incredibly foreign. And then leaving that to start and plant a church that we, in a neighborhood where uh, the kind of stereotypical pastor Mm -hmm. is the guy who's trading tithe dollars uh, for religious thoughts. And he's like lining his pockets and he's driving a Benz through the hood. And like, that is the stereotypical piece. So mm-hmm. we just very, we were very, we're like, yeah, we don't want to take offering like during service. We'll put a box up in the back and we'll let people know that if they want to tie the give, this is how they can tie the give. But it was just a real intentional. Yeah, we don't want to do that. But then we said we really want to reach the neighborhood. And in order to do that, like, we got to hire some people and we got to start some programming and do some stuff. So now it's like a lot of times in neighborhoods like ours, buildings aren't up to where they're supposed to be. And so (laughs) practically that costs money. It all it all costs money. And then sometimes they flood and you need a new floor. (laughs) Excuse me while I get choked up and cry. (laughs) It's a it's a whole deal. Like it's free to dream, but then you wake up, and the it's, moment you wake up, like start the it starts to cost money. That's, Ooh, right. that's a great. It's, fr- it's free, free to, to dream. dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'm gonna be honest. I don't think any of them are organized. Um, because we sang jingles to open the episode. Uh, yeah, I think you're no, fine. To no, just, it's more that I'm like an internal processor and I don't typically say things out loud till I've decided what I thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have a very weird seat in this because I grew up in a business house. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad has run a business for as long as I've been alive. My aunt is an accountant. My mom has a degree in accounting and she's worked it out. My mom like taught my algebra class and then subbed in my accounting class like all through high school. So mm-hmm. I've been surrounded by accountants and business <laughs> leaders for my whole life. And so then coming into the church world was super interesting. And ah, gosh, I just have so many weird thoughts i mean my first job was in a nonprofit, uh and then i and then i worked for a church and then i worked for a university and like i see i feel like i see every single side and i'm not sure how many of them i actually disagree with even though they butt heads with each other mm-hmm. you know like i i absolutely understand the the business people the business-minded people and and the money conscious people who say, I'm willing to give, but I want to see your whole financial report. I want to see what I'm giving to. I, I Man, I do not disagree with that. Um, and I see the fundraising side where they're like, listen, I need you to just trust me and trust that I'm going to spend this money well. Like, I, man, I, I get that. Um, I understand the, the big pleas at fundraising events um, because... They need that money. They need that money to exist as an organization. And I absolutely understand the skeptic in the audience who's like, yeah, but you're wearing a real nice suit while you're asking me for that. Mm -hmm. Like, I I understand all of it. But also, I also have this, like, perspective as as a wife of a church leader where, like, I see, like, 
I see what nobody else sees about Corey agonizing over budgets and things like that. And I also like have seen him launching his own business on the side, doing consulting and and working and working his butt off for the last three years to get that off the ground so that so that his income from the church is not the income that we're relying on so that like that can be uh that can be stewarded differently and our and our house is not relying on that i mean i have in the last six years uh, i have never once actually been employed by the martin center or third street because we didn't want to take two checks from there and so i've always had other jobs um I've been as invested as a staff member, but never paid as one. And like, there's just so many, there's so many like nuances to this discussion. And to ask the question, like, does the church just want my money? Uh, Some might like, let me just be straight with you and say that some might. We don't want, not want your money. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing (laughs) is like the church, the church, let me speak for myself. Um, the church needs your money to exist. Um, but the church wants your heart and your, and your personal investment. And, you know, what I've seen in my house, what what I saw, what I saw in my house growing up, um, was, uh, my parents were super willing to invest their money in things they were passionate about. And when people invest their money, they also tend to invest their time. And, your time is invaluable, but the money is needed. And so why not give both and give it to what you're passionate about? Like, I, well, you don't have to give to every single need. And for most people in the world, like, that's impossible. But invest in what you're passionate about. Like, if you're passionate about education, invest in an after-school program. If you're passionate about holistic wellness, invest in a child sponsorship program. If what you want to invest in doesn't exist at your church, pioneer it. Talk to your pastor about it. Because he probably is like, yeah, I'd love to fill that gap. Why don't you kick that off? Um, and and, And I think it's okay to be skeptical I think it's okay to ask questions. What I think it's not okay to do is do nothing. I can't think of very many situations where it's okay to just do nothing. And also, don't hold the sins of broken people as equal to the character of God. Yeah. Like, just because you've been a part of an organization that handled money poorly, don't assume that every organization handles money poorly. If you've been uh, if you've been a part of a church that did an entirely unnecessary capital campaign just because they wanted new colors in the hallway, like, don't be mad at every church that has to do a capital campaign. Bro, we're sitting in a building that's low-key a hazard. Like, It's not low-key. <laughs> It's not low key at all. I was just trying to not hurt your feelings. It's high Um, key. Yeah. Like, so like third street, like we got to rebuild. We got to rebuild, but we're rebuilding right where we are. And we're doing it because we have to, like, because we literally have to, um, so that people can use the bathroom when they attend our facilities. Okay. Now you're, (laughs) now you're hurting my feelings. So like, don't let, I, I guess like what I'm saying is like, don't let your skepticism, keep you inactive and don't let times where you've possibly like been hurt or seen it done poorly. Don't let that, um, 
affect you for the rest of your life and and allow you to make the assumption that every time you you come across that it's unnecessary does that make sense yeah that was a lot of thoughts no it was good you kind of attacked it from you know from like a like a theological um approach of like of like look god this is this is you know i heard hints of like this is this is about your heart you know like tithing is about your heart god wants Mm -hmm. your heart you know, like what you hold on to is what you're holding on to, like away from God, you know, like it's, yeah. it's what you're, you're holding out uh, on him. He wants, he wants all of it too. Like he, I think God is infinitely more creative and infinitely more wise than we are. He knows how to spend my money better than me. Just at, look at the amount of fast food transactions on my bank account. Like he knows yeah. how to spend it better than I do. All right, relax. <laughs> We're not going to get into your transactions. Baja okay? Blast you has like, been hitting lately. Bro, <laughs> Chill out. She finds one cup in the trash, and now all of a sudden, we on something. Let's, you you want to start going through receipts? We're still recording. You want to you nah. start going through receipts? Yeah, I mean, I you can. So. I'll be open about it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so yeah. So, so you know, so I heard that. I heard the human element of, like, hey, I've been a part of somebody abusing this before. Like, yeah, I, I think it's really good. Honestly, the only thing, like... I, I think I would just come from the standpoint of like of like what changed it all for me, the perspective yeah. that changed it all for me, which is like I'll, I'll tell it this way. And James, I want you to piggyback off of this yeah. uh, in, in a second. A couple weeks ago, I went to Epic, <sighs> something that was started, you know, over 10 years ago. Um, and we've been we've been doing things like Epic long enough now. Tell everybody what Epic is. Epic is an annual uh, youth conference um, for students from all over all over Northeast Ohio. It doesn't matter if you're in the city, if you're in the suburbs, if you're in the sticks, the woods, uh, or you milked the cows this morning. Like we, you know, this is a place where you're going to hear a common narrative that you are crucial to the kingdom of God, that you are crucial to the story that God is writing. And not only are you um, in that story, but you are a vital part. Uh, of that story. And so, uh, we've done it. We've done it for over 10 years. We've done things like that for over 10 years now, long enough to where some of the very students that we did it for in the very beginning are the people in a lot of instances that are running the things like Epic now, right? Which has changed my vantage point. Like having longevity in a place has changed my vantage point on a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Because I am now seeing the fruit of what some of these programs we've been a part of have done in people's lives. Yeah. I'm not, like, maybe someday we'll do that. Maybe we'll bring a spot in where we have people come in and just like offer testimonies of like how being a part of some stuff like, uh, has, has changed their lives. But like, I've seen how being a part of Tikva has changed a person's life into their twenties. Yeah. I've seen, like, I've seen that. Right. And, I know that the reality is as well designed as many of our programs have been, wink, wink, uh, it's not the program itself right. that changes somebody, right. but it's, it's the connectivity to another person who has been inspired to move by God. Mm-hmm. They're not, people are not being changed because of the brilliant layout of a program. People are being changed because of the people that are leading Mm -hmm. in these spaces right kids' lives are different because they interacted with nate chester kids' lives are different because they interact with rev and batty and amber so on and so forth like at at tikva now Mm -hmm. like people's lives are different because of those people 
And a lot of these organizations that rely on fundraising or tithe dollars or give the appearance of like, here you go again, doing another pitch like for money. You know what? Like some some of them are just trying to buy the food that feeds the kids in the program. And some of them are paying their staff. And here I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that the good ones are paying their the staff yeah. equitably competitively yes because that's the only way to keep people i don't think that that's a problem because somebody's life is going to be different because of that person being able to have their livelihood be wrapped up in that place yeah like people a kid's life is going to change because of their interactions with a staff member at these programs and these staff members are only able to be staff members because of some of the generous donations that people make. Yeah. And that like having longevity in a place and seeing that that is the reality of, of what we got going on has drastically changed my perspective, perspective and per- perception of, you know, tides, churches and other nonprofit organizations raising money. It's not about it's, it's, it's not about a, a pyramid scheme. It's a, it's about being able to resource children in our instance, but you know, whatever to be able to resource people. And sometimes yes, with relationships, mentorship that otherwise might not be so blessed to be able to come into those resources. Yeah. And the genius of the New Testament church, the pure genius of it, mm-hmm. is when Jesus says, greater works will you do, when he looks at his disciples. Are the disciples individually going to do greater works than Jesus? Absolutely, positively not. Is Peter by himself? No. Is John by himself? No. The greater work is the genius of their collective ability to do something together. Yep. For the sake of God's kingdom. When we think about giving often, I know for me, sometimes like I'll go to a fundraiser or sometimes I'll hear from people like, hey, uh, can you give to this? And I'll hear it. And my heart's always moved by every presentation. Mm -hmm. Every presentation I hear for something, I'm like, yeah, like we need to. We need to get these kids. (laughs) (laughs) Like we need to help these kids. I'm like, yes, like. I need to give to this. But then I look down at the account, I uh, pop it up. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah, the finances don't match my heart all the time. The finances <laughs> don't match my heart all the time, but it's absolutely positively wild. Like we set out to start the Vincent house and we set out to do something that like, Large churches have the ability to do in neighborhoods or large not-for-profits have the ability to do in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We're a small church, so we were like, we're just going to trust God and we're going to start this. And we're going to get this rolling. The core foundation of our giving and our ability to sustain is off of uh, people from our church giving small gifts. Yeah. And together, those small gifts like equal a big chunk of our operating budget. And it's just been wild and beautiful to see, like, the power of a community of people bought into something, giving what they can. It's the idea of, like, the widow's might. And when, man, goodness gracious, there's a thousand widows, 
goodness gracious, we can do incredible things for God's kingdom. And I think when we begin to shift our imagination towards that type of, hey, I'm giving what I can towards something much bigger, towards something outside of myself that God is doing in this location that I can give part in. And I'm not, like Rachel said, I'm not only going to give like, yeah, my few coins or my might, but I'm going to give some of my time. I'm going to give some of my ability. I'm going to tell somebody else about it. Then like things are able to happen for God's kingdom in incredible ways. So like, does the church want your money? I think the better question to ask is, does Jesus desire my money? And Jesus has a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. He has a whole ton to say about that. So, here is uh, here's something you're going to start hearing on the Bless Up podcast. Um, we decided, uh, two seconds before we hit record, that we're going to start running ads. But we're going to make up those ads. <laughs> we're going to do, uh, JD's going to make us a jingle, which he's learning about right now as he's editing this. Jonathan! Jonathan, my guy! Um, and we're going to run ads for things that you can give to because we don't want your money for this podcast. We're going to keep paying for this podcast right out of our own pockets. And to be clear, it's not paid. It's not the church pocket. Like it's our pockets. We're paying for this podcast out of our pockets and we're going to run ads for things in our communities that we wholeheartedly believe in. And what we're going to do is in the description on our episodes, uh, we're going to put the giving links so that you can find them and you can give to them uh, and not to us um, because we believe in them and we want you to learn about them and believe in them too. And so we are going to use this platform to uh, to give to those organizations. And the other thing we're going to do is coming up uh, <laughs> in the near future, you're going to see some humorous bless up merch dropping are we promising that? Yes. I, I uh, Jonathan, you're gonna have to design that too, bro. So, uh, uh, well, actually, Justin, Justin designed it. Justin designed I'm not gonna, some I'm of not gonna it. Lie. I thought that was like just like just for me. I didn't no. know that we were like gonna no. move this. Listen, oh, we're, you're gonna see some merch. It's not gonna be anything crazy. We're thinking like some stickers and some T-shirts. Um, but listen, the profit from that is also going to go to those organizations. We're not taking that profit. We're not taking any of the money that comes from that merch. It's not going to fill our pockets. It's still not going to pay for this podcast. We're going to put it into those organizations that we care about because we're going to do exactly what we're suggesting that you do, and it's find what you care about and invest there. And so, um, uh, guys, do you want to do, do our first ad? Yeah. What do you want to do? What, or, what, what, what do we want to do? We did not decide. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't decide this ahead of time. I guess Delhi, Ohio is not a not for profit. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. Walkie and walkie talkie. Walkie talkie's not not for profit. Sh- shout out to our guy John, man. Man, and those girls' drinks. Man, those that are drinks gone are so today. good. I know They're it's your last one. Today. Did you get another one? No, I missed the opportunity. They're closed now, aren't they? Oh my goodness, I missed it. The I'm so king. sad. What 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 what's our first ad? What do you want? Three, two, one. You know, down the street, right down the street from here, in, uh, in Blessed Canton, Ohio, 
there's a ministry and uh many people i know like worked for that ministry at one point and like cut their teeth there uh dude who does it lives in the neighborhood down there he's been there for about 99 years maybe not 99 but probably 30 man probably a clean 30 uh big shout out to the lighthouse uh oh yeah and the big homie darren right down the street we share a street that's third street that's third street Mm -hmm. uh darren's just a good brother the ministry is incredible down there uh at lighthouse I know as we looked at launching a Vincent house, one of the first phone calls I made was to Darren and he got on a Zoom call with us and just helped us help us vision out a lot of stuff. Uh, big ups to that dude, Darren, and the lighthouse down the street. Yeah. So the lighthouse is an after school program that <clears throat> serves the uh, serves the neighborhood in the southeast, four four seven oh seven uh quadrant. And uh, <clears throat> we actually, both of us, have uh, worked at the yeah, Lighthouse. Yeah, we worked at Lighthouse. Lighthouse was in partnership with uh, Hartford Middle School. That's mm-hmm. what made my time uh, at Hartford Middle School as an employee possible. Yeah. Um, and I know that for over 20 years, uh, they've been committed to uh, serving the children in the neighborhood uh, and also... Uh, employing people who um, who have great hearts and great minds uh, to provide resources and connectivity to uh, to our families in this neighborhood as well. And so Lighthouse has always been a good partner to us. Uh, we love the Lighthouse. Uh, it'd be awkward to share a street with them if we didn't. So, um, yeah, man. I, I you know you know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna gas and support anything that's on Third Street. All right, so that's it. That's our first ad, guys. Lighthouse Ministries. Check out the uh, description on this episode if you want to know more about the Lighthouse, what they do, uh, who Darren is, and uh, just the ministry that's happening right up the street from here. All right, y'all. It was a joy to be with you. Um, I hope you learned something. We'll see you in two weeks. Bless up. Bless up.